Today we're going to talk about a topic which is really useful for you at work when you're talking about hypothetical situations, you are brainstorming, what would happen if we did this? So today we're going to talk about the second conditional. Don't run away. (laughs) I'm going to try and break it down for you and give you some clear examples about how you can use this in context. But before we go anywhere, let's have some nice samba music, please. And welcome to Anna Wichuen's English podcast, where I bring you business English topics every Wednesday. Now, before we get started, I want to say a huge thank you to the people that have supported me on Buy Me a Coffee. You may be thinking, what on earth is Buy Me a Coffee? In fact, nobody, I'm not in lots of uh, coffee shops. Buy Me A Coffee is a way that you can support my podcast. I do the podcast in my own time. It's my side hustle, if you will. And it really helps a lot to have that support, to be able to cover some of my costs around running the podcast, like hosting. So thank you so much, especially to someone. I know who you are. Um, but you donated a coffee recently and also to Juan as well and everybody else that has donated to the podcast so far. I really appreciate it. If you want to find out how you can donate to my podcast and help support me keep delivering these business English episodes, then have a look in my episode description. Anyway, let's get to it and have a look at this lovely little second conditional and how we can use this in a business context. So I've got a couple of examples for you that are going to help you see or at least realize what situations you might want to use this one. Now let's just quickly go over the structure. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this but remember the second conditional we've already looked at the third conditional which is about past situations, mistakes, regrets, I would recommend listening to that episode before this one if you haven't already. It's a few episodes back. Go and check it out. So the second conditional, we're talking about hypothetical and very unlikely and almost impossible situations. And these are actually really useful at work, apart from, you know, the classic. If I were rich, I would. If I won the lottery, I would buy a new house. Okay, those are great, but we're probably not going to use them in a business context when we're in a meeting. However, when we're discussing business problems, this is absolutely a phrase that might come up. You know, like when you're brainstorming, you've got an issue at work, an issue is just the same thing as a problem. And people are like, you know, you've got it. Let's think outside the box. And you're like, oof, today my thinking outside the box skills are not very good. (laughs) It's always like when people want you to think out of the box, it's kind of like really hard to think outside of the box. It's quite a hard thing to just switch on in the moment. 
So you've got a problem, you need to think outside the box, you've got a brainstorming session, you've got it booked in the calendar, you're in the meeting, everybody's around the table, and you're thinking about different ways that you can solve this problem. So essentially, if we did this, what would happen? Now remember the structure, if plus the past tense, plus the simple conditional with would. If we did this, what would happen theoretically? And and again, here, you've got to keep that in mind. This is all theoretical solutions, okay? These are not concrete or very possible solutions. It's really hypothetical at this stage. So let's put it in context. I'm going to give you a few common business problems that you might confront. One, I work with a lot of people that are in HR, and one common problem that they tell me about is trying to find people with the right profile. Okay, a lot of tech companies at the moment are finding that really difficult. So imagine you've, you've got this issue, you've got everybody around the table and you're trying to brainstorm and think about different ways that you could solve this problem. Well, if we modified the job description, if we changed the job description, we would be able to attract more people potentially. Now, This might be a sentence that you would say when you're giving your thought and opinion. And to make that even better, it might be good to kind of add a little phrase at the beginning there. So you could say, well, in my opinion, if we modified the job description a little, we would be able to attract more people because maybe it's a little bit too niche. uh, Maybe it's not very attractive to the people that you're trying to target. So that could be a way to give a solution, a hypothetical solution to that issue. Let's imagine another one. Your best team member has left the company and you've got a big gap, a big hole that you have to fill with that person. Well, if we put Maria in that role, I think she would be able to do it. So again, we're talking about hypothetical solutions to that problem. We're talking about maybe putting Maria, who's another person in that company, in that job in the meantime to maybe cover that position. Let's have a look at one more common problem. Imagine that there's a really bad environment within your team. There's a really bad atmosphere. People are really stressed out. They're working a lot and there's a lot of tension. Well, maybe if we held a team building day or maybe if we tried to ask our employees what's going on, perhaps we might be able to figure out what's wrong. Now, notice in that sentence, I didn't use would, I used might. So it's actually quite common sometimes to replace would with either might or also could. And what we're doing there is we're changing it a little bit. So we're saying, if we found out or if we asked our employees how they're feeling, we might be able to figure out what's wrong. Might there kind of stress is possibility? If we wanted to use could, well, that would kind of imply ability. So for example, if we asked our employees what's wrong, we could have a better picture about what's what's happening. So again, I mean, they're very similar sentences, but we do use could and might in that second result clause because remember a conditional is made up of two parts if plus the past which is the condition and then the simple conditional with would which is which is the result now we can also use the second conditional in a business context when we're talking about discussing trends or 
kind of predicting what's going to happen if certain things change in a different environment. Now, it could be at any kind of level or any kind of scale. It could be at a very small scale. It could be at a very big national scale or international scale. So, for example, you could say something like, well, I think, or from my perspective, if the government banned cigarettes, people would stop smoking. Like, that's I'm, that's what I think would happen. If, if the government banned cigarettes, people would stop smoking. If we had another pandemic, I think the world would go into another crisis. So here we're talking, well, for sure, it would definitely go into another crisis, but just to kind of give you an, an, an illustration. What about, for example, if all companies banned working in the office, if all companies continued to let their employees work from home, I think people would probably have less social skills. I was actually talking about this today with some of my students, but I think it's absolutely true because being in front of a room with five people looking at you face to face is very, very different than being on a Zoom call with five people on the screen looking at you. And I do think it's going to be a very different set of social skills in the future. But anyway, here what I'm doing is I'm using the second conditional. I'm thinking about what would happen. I'm kind of predicting what I think might happen in the future, trends or patterns or whatever, or impacts. If companies continue to let all their employees work from home, people would probably have less social skills. So we could use that in a business context as well when we're talking about trends or we're trying to express what we think might happen if something else happened. Now, another area, the the last area that I'm going to touch on today, and remember that this is only a brief introduction. I can only cover so much in 15 minutes. So this is a brief area to touch on. And the idea is that what I want you to do after this episode is go away and try and use the second conditional in some of these contexts. Now, Don't be afraid of the second conditional because there is a rule, there is a pattern that we can follow. It's simply a case of practicing it and repeating it and also using it in context. What I find from my own experience speaking in Spanish is that conditionals are one of these things that naturally occur in a sentence or a phrase. As you're talking and as you're giving your opinion, you start saying something and then you realize, oh crap, I need to say a conditional. So If you're going into a meeting in any of these types of situations and you know it and you can prepare for it in in advance, try to write down a couple of these sentences in the conditional. If you know you're going to have to be brainstorming about a problem or thinking outside of the box, try and think about a few sentences that you can use beforehand, if you can. I mean, sometimes these type of discussions are organic. There's no time to plan for them. They come in the moment. But if you can do a bit of preparation, all the better. Because I find that conditionals is one of those things that just makes me get stuck in the middle of a sentence. So finally, let's have a look at how we can use the second conditional in negotiation. And this is when we're maybe proposing something. Again, we're offering something hypothetically that somebody could then consider or reject or accept in a negotiation. So for example, let's say that you're you're having a conversation with your boss, for example, and you were talking about a pay rise. Your boss has told you, well, actually on this occasion, Anna, unfortunately, 
I don't think you're ready for a pay rise at the moment. And I could come back to them with a second conditional sentence and I could say, well, look, if I improved my communication skills, would you consider giving me a promotion in the future? Or let's say, for example, you went for a job interview and they offered you the job. But actually, the conditions that they offered you weren't really what you're expecting. The salary's a little bit lower than you wanted. You tell them that and you say, look, I was kind of expecting for a little bit more. And they come back to you and they say, well, look, Anna, would you accept the job if we offered you more money or better conditions? So we're proposing something, we're negotiating with the second conditional. And last last example that I think is quite nice Imagine that your company is restructuring and I've had a few students go through this and it's really stressful and it's a really transforming sometimes they say, but really it's restructuring. It's a really stressful process. I haven't been through it really myself and I can only imagine that it's really, really stressful for for people involved. But imagine the company's looking at where they're going to put you and maybe they want to consider moving you to maybe another area in your region or even another country. So imagine your boss coming to you and saying, look, Anna, we've got a job for you, but it's it's in Australia, for example. Some people might be super happy with that. And for some people, that would be the worst thing in the world. But maybe to try and negotiate me with, with me a little bit, they might give me a hypothetical offer with the second conditional. And they might say, well, look, Anna, would you would you be willing to transfer to Australia if we gave you a promotion? And I might say, well... Okay, I might reconsider. I might think, well, initially I wasn't thinking about accepting that offer, but based on this information, I'm going to revisit it. Revisit, reconsider. Those are also nice verbs that you can use in that context. So to wrap up, the second conditional, we're all used to using the second conditional with the classic examples. If I were rich, if I won the lottery, etc. If I could fly. But second conditional is really a great tool for you to use at business and at work. And these are some solid situations where we might use it. Solving business problems, negotiating with the second conditional. And also when we're thinking about predicting what the impact would be of certain things. And this is kind of trends or what might happen or what would happen. So those are some of some solid situations where we use the second conditional. And as I said, try, if you can, to prepare a few sentences or a few lines if you know that you're going to go into one of these conversations. And that will help you deliver those lovely conditionals well. And don't forget a nice little phrase as well when you give your sentence. In my opinion, from my point of view, from where I'm sitting, according to me... They're really simple phrases, but they're often overlooked. They're simple, but they make a big difference to the way that you deliver that sentence. It makes you sound more professional. It makes you sound, it just makes it sound more business-like. And it's super simple. They're super simple pieces of vocabulary. A lot of people want to overcomplicate, but you don't need to. Keep it simple. And I'm going to wrap here because I can see that I'm peaking at 15 minutes. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. Make sure that you subscribe to Anna with Two N's English podcast. Tell a friend or a colleague that you think would love it too. And don't forget that you can find me on Instagram at Anna Two N's English for more free business English 
content. Thank you so much for listening again, and I will see you very soon for another episode. Bye-bye.